up to the leader we have in the White House. We continue to ask blessings upon all of those who are in need of your care. Bless those who are bereaved. Please touch their hearts. Let them know you are there. Please bless those who are in the hospitals, unable to be with us today, some of which have been given certain messages by their doctor, but God, we know all power is in your hands. We're asking, Father God, that as we depart this place, we take this message that we're, our theme for this message, defined and destined for God's purpose. And please help us to bear that message in our hearts so we can carry it forward for the rest of this week. Now, these blessings and all others, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Gaspard. My mother and I have the distinct privilege of serving as your worship leaders for today's Women's Day celebration. To Senior Pastor Buckley, First Lady Lucretia Buckley, Pastor Emeritus Horace Buckley, First Lady Emeritus Mara Buckley, Ministers of the Gospel, our Women's Day speaker, Minister Angela Menafield Cooley, officers, members, and to you, our visiting friends. Let me thank our Heavenly Father for allowing us to meet here today as we share the love of God during this Women's Day celebration. Our Women's Day theme is destined, I'm sorry, defined, destined, designed. <laughs> Let me start that over again. Our Women's Day theme is defined, designed, and destined for God's purpose. Proverbs 3rd chapter, verses 15 through 18. We have all been equipped with certain gifts and talents of God to accomplish our purpose, and it all leads to one specific end, and that is to be a witness for him. The idea is that while we are operating in our purpose in life, we are fulfilling the God purpose by using our natural talents to glorify God and to lead others to him. Acts 1 and 8. We have a great program that has been planned to enrich and empower each and every one of us here today. Let us begin by giving all these beautiful women a round of applause. We will begin with a scripture by Sister Manya Jones, followed by a prayer by Sister Ruth Dale. Good morning, church. The scripture this morning comes from Proverbs, third chapter, verses 15 through 18, from the King James Version. And it reads, she is more precious than rubies and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, 
and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Good morning. May we bow our head for a word of prayer. O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Eternal God, we come thanking you for being such a kind and loving God. Lord, we thank you for surrounding us with a blanket of your love that carries us throughout the day. Master, you are abounding with your grace and mercy for us. And we praise your holy name for this. Almighty God, we cannot give you anything to repay you for the debt we piled up in sin. You cancel our debt with your son's precious blood at Calvary. And we thank you, Jesus, because you are our savior, friend, counselor, teacher, love of our soul, provider, comforter, sustainer, rewarder, everything, healer, Emmanuel, cornerstone, beloved. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, we ask if you will please blot out our transgressions, creating us a clean heart. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. Be in the midst of this Women's Day program today. Touch every heart that is present. Let your Holy Spirit reign all over this place. Jehovah, bless the shepherd of this flock and his family. Bless this church. Bless these your people who are here today and their families. Lord God, we ask if you will to bless the city of Jackson, bless the state of Mississippi, and bless these United States of America. Help the leaders to understand that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, and it all belongs to our Creator. Heavenly Father, we lay this all down at your feet, and we pray this prayer in the powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. amen. We will now sing, This Is My Mission, our hymn of praise.
We will now have the welcome and occasion by Sister Tabitha Britton Porter, followed by message and song by our women's choir. Good morning. Welcome to the Cade Chapel Women's Day program. We are elated that you are here to share this joyous occasion with us and with the women of the community, the beautiful, distinctive women of this community. We were designed, defined, and destined for God's purpose. God created us to do his will. Our lives were predetermined before we were born. We were designed as women to create new life and be mentors, to show others the way of life and to speak of the gospel and to spread love and joy. We were defined, shaped, and molded to be distinctive in our own way. Some were created to be scientists, doctors, and lawyers. Others were created to be homemakers, caregivers, and teachers. These are all people that we need in our lives. No matter what, we all need a helping hand. We were destined to be great. This is your welcome and your occasion. Thank you.
This is a period for our benevolent offering. We'll have our ushers come while our choir renders a selection. And we'll have that followed by the prayer of consecration by Sister Fatisa Allen.
Heavenly Father, we pause to thank you for the many blessings you have bestowed upon us, Father. Lord, in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it is said, it is more blessed, Lord, more blessed to give than receive. Lord, we are so grateful that you have afforded us this opportunity to be a blessing to someone else. Lord, you are the light of the world. And we know that darkness trembles and hides at the sight of you. So, Lord, we pray that this offering is used to shine a light in those dark places. Lord, places where there is hunger, bereavement, sickness, both mental and physical. Lord, places where there are people who are unclothed, 
Lord, we pray that our compassion increase and that our judgment decrease for our brothers and sisters. For Lord, when this happens, there will be more light than we could ever imagine in this city, state, nation, and in this world. Lord, this is our prayer that we present to you. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm sorry, thank you to all of you, to the Cade Chapel family. There's no mistaking the happiness that comes from knowing people with such kind and giving hearts. We appreciate all the calls, gifts, and especially prayers. Don't stop praying as I continue to learn my body as well as still what God has in store for my latter years and return to service to his people. Love, Deborah, and the Porter family. We also have a candidate, Mr. Stanley Alexander, who is running for district attorney. Mr. Alexander, are you here? Okay. And Mr. Alexander will come with a few words. Two minutes. Good, good morning, church. I am Stanley Alexander, and I am running for district attorney here in Hines County, but uh, this is such a wonderful, beautiful occasion. All of you ladies are looking wonderful, much better than any of we men deserve. Um, I, I'm not going to talk about a, a campaign issue today. Um, I want your vote, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. First, I want to acknowledge my woman of 22 years, my wife, Glendora. And, 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 I, and I actually believe that her middle name must be Joe because she's put up with me for, for so long. And, and secondly, let me also acknowledge uh, a young lady that's here today that about 26 years ago, a young, uh, thought he knew everything law student had the opportunity to intern with the Attorney General's office. And my supervisor at that time was Gail Lowry. And I believe you all know her. And uh, Ms. Lowry taught me everything about being a, an attorney, about having integrity. She taught me everything except one thing. She never told me where she hid that found the youth because I have aged and she has not. And, and it's not fair. I think I'm going to have to follow her around and see where she goes. But with all that being said, I bring you great greetings from Greater Mount Olive Missionary Baptist Church, pastored by Reverend James Funches, uh, where I've served as a deacon for the past 15 years. Um, this is all I have to say. God bless you and keep you, and I am really enjoying the program. We will now have our recognition of visitors and guests by Miss Kay Chapel, Sister Kenya Chauncey. Good morning, church. Um, we will all visitors please stand. We do have some special guests in the building. We have ladies of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. 
And we have Roe Iota's Zeta Chapter from Mendenhall, Mississippi, guest of Faith Foster. On behalf of Kay Chapel, the women's mission and the women of Kay Chapel, I would like to extend a warm welcome to each of you. I pray that you, I pray that your fellowship with us, I bet it was really good because you know the choir, you know, they showed out, <laughs> okay. And I pray that you all have a blessed day, right, blessed day, and y'all enjoy. Hit it, Pat.
thank God that the Holy Spirit has entered this place today. We'll continue at this time. It's a time where everyone can participate with us. It's our tithe and offering period. We'll have spoken word by Sister Talia Brown, followed by the ushers. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I read to you Malachi 3, verse 10. Amen. We do want to remind all of you who are sharing with us in our live stream audience, you do have the opportunity to give uh, by the number that's listed on your screen now. We do want you to participate with us in our giving. Also, uh, those of you who have signed on to our app, you can give through our app as well. Amen. So there's no reason if you are near or far or right here. Amen. There are all kinds of ways you can give. Amen. Amen. God bless you. So we ask you to give liberally as God has so prospered you.
thank you, Father, for this offering. Bless those who gave. Bless those who desire to give. Peace and all other blessings we ask in your darling son Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. We will now have a moment of remembrance by Sister Jennifer Gray and Sister Amber Weeks. morning church I just have to stop and say this is the moment of remembrance and all in this church house I remember important women in my life my my big mama and my Madea oh they would have had a great time they would have so precious memories our memories they build a special bridge when loved ones have to part to help us feel we're with them still and soothe a grieving heart. Our memories span the years we've shared, preserving ties that bind. They build a special bridge of love and bring us peace of mind. At this time, I will light a candle in honor of the amazing women who passed on and the memories they've left.
let's give all of our program participants up to this point a round of applause. Great job, everyone. It is now that time where we get our spiritual feeding for the day. We will have an introduction of our speaker by Sister Cecilia Bass. Our women's choir will come with the special music to prepare our hearts and minds to hear the message that will be coming to us from our speaker of the hour, Minister Angela Menafield Cooley. Following Sister Cooley, Sister Gloria Hawkins will extend the invitation to discipleship. Cecilia, please come. I'm excited to be here today anyway just because I'm blessed to be to have awakened this morning but it's something else special about today I have the opportunity to introduce us to introduce our speaker now protocol has already been established and I won't prolong that but I can only say that today you're in the right place at the right time to receive a blessing from the Lord. Our speaker for today is designed, defined, and destined for God's purpose. She is designed with a sweet and humbling spirit. A God-fearing woman who was assigned for such a time as this to share God's word. This woman of God is a highly energetic, goal-oriented and sought-out minister and speaker. She is truly a servant after God's own heart who encourages others to pursue their divine purpose and to live their best lives. No, let me correct that, to live their blessed lives. She allows that hunger that dwells deeply within each of us to drive her in living a significant and purposeful life. She is defined as her spirit and her craft helps her to be identified as a woman living a purpose-driven life. Acts 2.8 shares, and how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Our speaker, she's one of us. She's a native of Jackson, Mississippi, born and raised under the Baptist tradition and leadership of the Reverend Dr. Horace L. Buckley, Senior, our Pastor Emeritus here at K Chapel. She's, she's dedicated to applying the Word of God in practical ways to live reflective of Christ. While at K Chapel, she was trained in the areas of youth and youth adult ministry, Sunday school, Bible study, BTU, and the Missionary Society. Our speaker received her Bachelor of Science degree in communication communicative disorders from Jackson State University, a Master of Arts degree in Speech-Language Pathology from the University of Akron, and a Doctorate of Ministry in Christian Counseling from Jacksonville Theological Seminary. She holds a Certificate of Clinical Competence awarded by the American Language Hearing Association and is licensed in the states of Tennessee as well as Mississippi. Recognizing God's goodness and what he had already done in her life, in 1999, under his spiritual guidance, her entrepreneurial spirit and acute business acumen led her to Memphis, Tennessee, in pursuit of her professional journey as a speech-language pathologist. She is a 26-year veteran in this field, 
and she is founder of Live Communications, which is a voice and communications consulting firm that specializes in corporate speech training and in coaching individuals, organizations, and emerging leaders. This was her commercial infomercial, so you all can <laughs> take note. Okay, I'm gonna say it one more time. Live Communications, a voice and communications consulting firm that specializes in corporate speech training and in coaching individuals, organizations, and emerging leaders. Okay, her professionalism and astute business practices have afforded her the opportunity to work within several corporate healthcare, public environments as well. I can attest that she has proven to be a positive sphere of influence on everyone that she encounters. She's the immediate past president of the Corporate Speech Pathology Network and the immediate past chaplain of the Shelby County, Tennessee alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, where she is currently a member serving as the state of Tennessee chaplain within the dynamic southern region. Our speaker is destined. She is a visionary thinker, motivational speaker, ministerial leader, and one of God's humble servants. On a personal note, I can truly say that she gives all in everything and to everyone that she comes in contact with. She doesn't wait to hear what the need is. If she senses the need, she takes the step. I envision our speaker when I look back at Ephesians 1, 11 through 12, which reads, in him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. She's a member and serves as an associate minister of Christ Missionary Baptist Church under the leadership of the Reverend Dr. Gina Marsha Stewart, destined to be only what God would have her to be. Now then, Matthew 13, 57 reminds us that a prophet is not without honor unless in his own town and in his own home. Our speaker is the daughter of the late Lanelle Minifield and our very own mother Dorothy Minifield. She is married to the love of her life and college sweetheart Jimmy and together they share a beautiful furry son, Carter Joseph Cooley. Now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to present our speaker whose end of life goal is to simply say, Lord, I come to you empty. I have nothing left. I use all of my gifts that you gave to me. Our speaker for such a time as this, a prayer warrior who knows just how precious Jesus really is. My sister, my friend, minister, Dr. Angela Minifield Cooley.
man. Just what he's done for me, he's redeemed and set me free just because he's God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I am home, K Chapel. It's so good to be here on today. I'm so delighted and grateful and thankful for the opportunity to serve as your guest speaker to the shepherd of this house, Reverend Reginald Buckley. Thank you. I do not take it for granted to stand behind this sacred desk, and I praise God for the opportunity. Dr. Lucretia Buckley, it's so good to be here, and it's good to see you on today. The Reverend Dr. Horace L. Buckley, who's responsible for me under my spiritual upbringing, I praise God for you. I remember of many sermons, and little did I know that he was working on the inside of me. To Myra Buckley, thank you, and I praise God for all of the encouragement that you've shared over the years, and it's good to be here. Cecilia Bass, my friend, my sister, thank you so much for that warm introduction. We have history together, sister, many days of prayer, and you know exactly who I am, and President Carolyn White, when she called me on the phone, I was at work, and I answered my cell phone, hello, and she said, is this Mrs. Dorothy Minifield's daughter, Angela Minifield Cooley? I said, yes, this is she, and so she said, this is Carolyn White. I couldn't bring her face to mind. I know her face, a lot of faces I know um, because I haven't been here so long, I may not recall the name. And so she goes on to say, well, we're getting ready for our Women's Day, and we've invited you to be the guest speaker. And I said, me? <laughs> and she said, yes, you're Dorothy Minifield's daughter, right? And I said, <laughs> and in the midst of us talking over the phone, I began to cry. I was humbled. I was grateful. It means a lot to be able to come home and share the gifting that God has blessed you with. And so I said, excuse me for a minute, but I'm overcome. And thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I have some special friends and family and, that are here and some of my church family from Christ Missionary Baptist Church under direction of the Dr. Gina Marcia Stewart, Dr. Minister Geraldine Major, would you stand? Thank you, Reverend Marilyn Smith, would you stand? Minister Angela Dedrick, would you stand? And Summer Hardy, my soror, would you please stand? These ladies, I get a chance to serve with them hand in hand, arm in arm, establishing the kingdom of God under an amazing woman of God. I'm so blessed to be at the church that I serve. So thank you so much from com for coming and supporting. To my mother, Dorothy Minifield. Mom, I didn't know when we were doing weekly devotions and you made us recite uh, Bible study verses at the table before we can eat. <laughs> I've watched you with your diligent relationship with the Lord. I've seen you pray. I've seen you counsel people, never sharing a word of what went on. You were planting seeds then. I thank God for you. Not only are you my biological mother, but you're my spiritual mother. And so I'm grateful for your words of encouragement. I'm grateful for how you've 
just been an example through the years, and I bless God for you. And lastly, to my husband, to my baby daddy, our furry son, Carter. Thank you for being my cheerleader. Thank you for encouraging me, and I thank God for you as well. Well, Kate Chapel, there is indeed a word from the Lord. If you will stand with me and turn to Luke, the first chapter, verse 26 through 38. Secure your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPad, whatever your electronic device is. Again, that is Luke, the first chapter, verse 26 through 38. And it reads, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favorite one, the Lord is with you. But she was very complexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the bond servant of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Before you take your seats, let's offer a word of prayer. Now, Father, we just thank you for this day and all your many blessings. Lord, we already feel your presence. We thank you for where we are at this point in the service, Father God. We thank you for all of the participants, Lord God. Now, Lord, I ask that you decrease me so that you may be elevated, Father God. We anticipate a word from you. I thank you that you will be glorified. The people will be edified and the devil will be horrified, Father God. Now, Lord, I've done my study. I ask that you give me preaching power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The theme for today is defined, designed, and destined for God's purpose. However, my title is Pregnant 
with purpose. Would you say that to your neighbor? Pregnant with purpose. Do you ever find yourself going along just to get along, even though there's a longing within your heart that says there's more to life? Have you pondered a dream or desire that you would like to achieve, but it scares you out of your mind? Have you experienced restless days and sleepless nights because there's an anticipation within that wants to take a different path, but you're not quite sure what direction to take? Have you found yourself crying on your drive to work because you know that you know there's a greater purpose for your life? You're grateful for the job. It pays the bills. You have excellent insurance, but you simply want to do something different. I believe when we feel and sense that check within our spirits to do the unimaginable, to take bold leaps of faith and pursue our dreams. We, my dear sisters, are pregnant with purpose. However, the anticipation of our hopes and dreams and desires can generate a kaleidoscopic array of emotions that sometimes leaves us feeling anxious and frightened and a bit unsettled. And we find ourselves wondering comparing ourselves to others and asking, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I worthy for this opportunity? Do I have what it takes to pursue my dreams and desires? Oftentimes, leaving us feeling inadequate and a bit distracted by our vulnerabilities. Now let me be clear, beloved, when I say that we are pregnant with purpose, I'm not referring to the fulfillment of worldly pleasures, but it has everything to do with discovering new dimensions within ourselves that compels us to stretch outside of our comfort zones in pursuit of a fulfillment of a higher call through faith and obedience to Christ. Today's text is a familiar passage of scripture that is shared often during the Christmas season in which Luke highlights the birth of Jesus and his forerunner, John. However, for the purposes of this message, I ask that you stay with me and let's shift our focus and give into account the fulfillment of Mary and Elizabeth's divine purpose. You see, Mary was a young, ordinary girl from a low-income family of no status from Nazareth, which was a small backwater town with a bad reputation. Just imagine this very small town with a population of about 400. So we know good news, bad news, any news, the news got around really fast. Now, Mary was a virgin engaged to Joseph, but out of nowhere, the angel greeted Mary by saying, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. 
Now, I would assume that Mary would be excited to receive this greeting, to learn that she was chosen, highly favored, and blessed among the women within her community. But this greeting, it perplexed Mary. She considered her position, her social status, and her age. I can imagine her saying, I'm a small town girl. What's so special about me? No one knows who I am. Just like Mary, how many times have we felt our lot felt like our lives were too small to be noticed by God or too insignificant for God to be aware of whom we are? It doesn't matter where you're from, how old you are, what title is in front of or behind your name, or what your position or status is in life. God will choose ordinary women to fulfill his purpose in the earth. The angel's greeting to Mary revealed she was chosen solely as a matter of God's grace not by her position, her status, or lack thereof. Mary was so disturbed and shaken by what was taking place, she was overcome with fear. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb, and you will bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus. Even though Mary was stunned, she was equally captivated by this encounter. Gabriel's message provided the reassurance and the comfort that she needed to know that God was indeed on her side. Now just imagine with me for a minute. Imagine being told a mind-blowing event will soon come to pass and you have been uniquely chosen to be a part of the process in order to bring it to pass. What would your response be? Would the astonishment of the news cause you to question, ponder, or even chuckle at the possibility of it occurring? Consider the Gabriels within our lives. You know, that individual who constantly points you to Christ and they recognize and acknowledge your gifts and your talents. They often tell you they see something special within you, a greater purpose that could possibly align with your purpose. Our Gabriel can even be a complete stranger on assignment by God that communicates a message that either confirms or enlightens us on the path we should take. It would be noteworthy that you give into account these nudges that I consider to be winks from God. They're sure to give us the reassurance and confidence needed when purpose is being conceived. Many times we have a tendency to second guess and question ourselves. Are we really hearing from God? Just like Mary, there's nothing like receiving the confident assurance that we are in line with God's purpose for our lives. After receiving the overwhelming news that she would give birth to a son and that his name would be Jesus, that he would be the son of the Most High, and that he would, be the, and that he would have the throne of his father, David, 
Now, I'm sure that was a lot for a young 13-year-old girl to take in. She may have considered, what would my family think? What would the community think? Many times we would say, what would our haters think? We can't worry about what other people are going to think. When God has a call on your life, when he has something significant for you to do, we have to stand in the authority and power of God. You see, during that time, the Jewish, community, the Jewish society treated single women, single mothers, with shame and scorn. Mary did not fully understand all the details of the event, so she asked Gabriel, how can this be? How can this be? I'm a virgin. How can this be? I'm not married. How can this be? I'm just an ordinary girl. I do not meet the qualifications to raise a king. Beloved, we should not be surprised by the enormity and depth of our purpose. We may feel that we are unworthy or we don't meet the qualifications for the assignment, but remember, God's system is not like the world system. He doesn't require an application. He's not looking for how many degrees we have, how many titles that we hold, our name, or our name, or how much experience we have on the job. He's not looking to see if it's okay with our family, with our friends, or even the community. Again, he simply used ordinary women with extraordinary faith to fulfill his purpose on the earth. Even though Mary did not fully understand all the facts, her question did not reflect disbelief. She was asking, she was not asking, can God do it? But rather, how will God do it? You see, Mary was an ordinary girl with uncommon faith, willing to do the extraordinary in obedience to God. She was defined, designed, and destined for God's purpose. She demonstrates an exemplary model of uncommon faith for everyday women just like me and you, you and me, when chosen by God to fulfill his purpose within our lives. When faced with what seemed like an impossible task, Mary simply waited on God and she fully trusted in him. She discovered new dimensions within herself which led her to stretch outside of her comfort zone in order to bring to pass the fulfillment of a higher call, the birth of Jesus through faith and obedience to Christ. Just like Mary, we are chosen by God to fulfill his purpose in the earth. We too are highly favored among women. We are special. God has he uniquely designed us yet when we were in our mother's womb. So we too are favored. That quickening that we feel within, that longing or that desire to do something different, the tears quiet on the drive to work, the dreams and desires that scares us out of our mind, those restless days and sleepless nights are all reminders and prods that we're each pregnant with purpose. 
But are we willing to stretch outside of our comfort zones? Are we willing to demonstrate uncommon faith? Are we willing to surrender our lives to the will of God? Are we willing to extend obedience to Christ? Are we willing to allow ourselves to be turned upside down, inside out, all for the fulfillment of the plans and purposes that he has for our lives? Just like Mary. The Holy Spirit would come upon us, and the power of the Most High would overshadow us, which simply means the Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us in the direction we should take. She would be our inner compass. She would empower us to make bold moves and take giant leaps of faith. She would give us the ability to stand confidently in the full assurance that God is in complete control of every aspect of our lives as we rely upon him. He is sure to bring our purpose to pass. After Mary received the message of her astonishing, of her astonishing miracle, she now learns that her relative Elizabeth was pregnant too. The backstory about Elizabeth's life is one that she is one in her life is that she was of the age of 60s, 70s, or in her late 80s. However, she was not able to have children even though she desired them. Elizabeth was a righteous woman, a woman of faith. She lived blameless before the father. Elizabeth, along with her husband, was faithful to God, even into their old age. Yet Elizabeth must have felt broken, ashamed, and lifeless of her inability to have children in the prime of her, in the prime of her life. Just imagine how difficult it may have been for her to rejoice with other women as they gave birth to their purpose. We witness firsthand our girls living their best lives, leveling up in their careers, achieving their dreams and desires, and making a real impact in the lives of others, all for the glory of God. But on the other hand, we have that same longing to allow our lives to be significantly used for God's purpose. We are committed to our relationship with the Father. We are diligent we are diligent students of the word. We are dedicated to daily prayer and meditation. We live a life of holiness, but week after week, month after month, year after year, our prayers go unanswered, yet we still hold on to our faith. But how many of us know that delay does not mean denied? In my sanctified imagination, I believe Elizabeth stayed on bended knees within her heart. The longing from within for a greater purpose remained constant throughout her life. Even though she did not physically see it, she still believed that God was able to do the impossible. God remembered the prayers she prayed long ago, and she, he granted her the desires of her heart. You see, Elizabeth exhibited some bold faith, which confirms with the reassurance that absolutely nothing is impossible 
with God. As we think about those prayers that we prayed, as we think about the longings that we have that we know that God told us, but we don't see it yet, I say don't give up. Hold the faith. Be bold and tenacious in your faith, just as Elizabeth was. So to my mature, my mature seasoned women of God, don't allow your age to hinder you from God's work in and through your lives. You're not forgotten in God's plans any more than Elizabeth had been forgotten. You too are pregnant with purpose. You are uniquely designed and gifted to encourage, inspire, and teach the younger women. Again, you are uniquely gifted and designed to encourage, inspire, and teach the younger women. According to Titus 2, 4 through 5 that reads, looking at them, the younger women would know how to love their husbands and children, be virtuous and pure, and keep a good house, and be good wives. What a treasure you are to the body of Christ. There are many young women waiting to sit at your feet, whether they realize it or not. Your counsel and pearls of wisdom are significant to the development of young women and to the body of Christ. Look at me. I'm a living witness of your seeds of faith, of your seeds of love, and your seeds of wisdom. God has no respect of person. If he does it for me, he can do it for you. So I encourage you on today, continue to allow your light to shine bright for Christ and serve him with the strength and the wisdom that he supplies. Your purpose may not look like what it did 10 or 20 years ago, but how many of us know that there is still work for you to do? The spiritual, the signal of your spiritual radar is active and alive. Attune yourselves to the prompting from within and don't abandon the prayers that you prayed long ago. Your life, your gifts, and your talents, they still matter to God. Your life, your gifts, and your talents, they still matter to God. After Mary internalized all of the news announced by the angel, she responds with compelling faith, with the potential of public shame within her community, and not fully understanding how all of the details of the event will come to pass with unwavering faith. Mary freely surrendered her all to God. She was willing to lay aside. She was willing to lay aside her will and accept the plans uniquely chosen for her life as she was defined. She was designed and destined for God's purpose. Mary completely accepted that her life had a greater purpose which was strategically intended and outlined by the creator himself. So are we willing to surrender our all to the plans and purposes of God, who has, who has, which he distinctively defined for our lives? Will we, get, will we give that saying affirming, yes, Lord, with the confident assurance that God is in complete control? 
we must be attuned to the promptings within. When God drops the unimaginable within our spirit, when he is calling us to a greater purpose, we must be reminded of Mary's confirming response of faith. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. But Minister Angela, how do I know that, I, that I'm clearly hearing from God and that I'm in alignment with his purpose for my life? Well, I'm glad you asked. First, we must be a believer and a follower of Christ, and our purpose will be birthed out of, the, out of our submission to him. As we study the word of God and cultivate a personal relationship with him through daily prayer and meditation, we will discover his, ten, his intentions for our lives. You see, everything that was created is created to serve a purpose. Everything that was created was created to serve a purpose. And we are no different. We were created to praise and worship God in order to proclaim his greatness and establish his will in and through our lives, just like Mary and Elizabeth. In faith, we must be willing to fully surrender as maidservants of the Lord with the confident assurance that nothing is impossible with God. An article I recently read entitled, God Calls All Women by Natasha Robinson suggests that God's creative vision is big enough to include women from all walks and stages of life, from different backgrounds and cultures. His kingdom purposes transcends generations. His will is big enough to include young girls like Mary, who trusted God and extended uncommon faith. She goes on to say that his plans are big enough for women like Elizabeth, Rachel, Hannah, and Sarah, all of whom experience prolonged seasons of infertility. His purposes include women with pagan pasts like Ruth, prostitutes like Rahab, and rejected, widowed, adulterous women like the Samaritan woman at the well. He even uses the marginalized and the enslaved women like Hagar and old women like the prophetess Anna. Just like each of these women, we too are uniquely chosen for God's purpose. It doesn't matter what our past looked like. It doesn't matter what we went through. When God has a call on your life, you can be reassured that if he call you to it, he'll bring you through it. Jesus, hallelujah. I'm reminded of having an opportunity to hear the story of a Mary in my life. She was a young girl, a small town girl from a very, from, from a very humble beginnings. She was not afforded the privilege of being raised by a traditional family with a mom and a dad. She often lived with different relatives, not ever feeling or having a sense of home. As she would share her story, I can hear a glimpse of the little girl questioning herself, questioning her worth, wondering if she was good enough, 
if she was smart enough, did she have what it takes to thrive in her purpose? Based upon the life experiences she shared, from a human perspective, it looked virtually impossible for her life to have any true significance. But out of nowhere, in her young adult years, her Gabriel called out to her while listening to a local gospel talk radio show. Little did she know that all along, she was pregnant with purpose. She too was favored by God and was compelled to participate within a weekly radio Bible correspondence course. Week after week, she grew in her faith and in her relationship with Christ, and she eventually accepted him as her personal savior. After joining a local church, she was embraced by Elizabeths, who encouraged, corrected, challenged, and inspired her. She learned to stretch outside of her comfort zone and take bold leaps of faith. She recognized her unique gifts, talents, and callings and began teaching the word of God in Sunday school, in community outreach, within the prisons, and sometimes with complete strangers. She discovered that she was defined, designed, and destined for God's purpose. And absolutely nothing was impossible with God. Now that Mary is now an Elizabeth who acknowledges that she was solely chosen by God's grace. Her light shines bright for the glory of God. In faith, she continues to respond, yes, Lord, may it be done unto me according to your word. Two women, pregnant with purpose, one old, married for years, childless and barren, the other, young, poor, never married, a virgin. Two women, ordinary women with uncommon faith. Two women who by, who by human standards could have never have children, but by God's standards, they are miracle mothers and pregnant with purpose. So I challenge us today, let's heighten our awareness to the daily occurrences of life. Let's look for opportunities to hear, to see and sense God. Let's be attuned to the promptings from within and be reassured, and let's be reassured of our gifts and our talents. Let's respond in obedience and in faith to the plans and purposes God has outlined for our lives. Sisters, it's time to dust off some of those old dreams and desires. It's time to, to, to dream some new dreams. It's time to get ready to step over our fears and know without a shadow of a doubt that God is in complete control and that what he has within us, he's ready to bring forth. For we, my dear sisters, we are indeed pregnant with purpose. But will our response be, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word.
the, flower, the, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. tells us in Matthew 11 and 28, Come unto me, all ye that are labor, and I will give you rest. God wants us to live first and foremost in his presence. He is available to all who calls upon his name. Those who invite him to come into their heart, to receive him as Lord and Savior. Will you come and rest in God's presence today? Will you come? The more you rest in God's presence, the more freely his blessing will flow into you. You see, it is through spending time with God that you will come to realize that his love for you is wider. His love is deeper. His love is longer. His love is higher than you can imagine. Rejoice that this marvelous love is yours forever. Will you trust God today? Will you come? Just ask God. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me.
Sister Bell comes with a testimony. Okay, good morning, Kate Chapel. Good morning. I just wanted to share a little testimony. Fire was burning inside my spirit, and I thought I'd share. It was two years ago in this women's service um, that I came up and I wanted to become a member of K-Chapel. And so I want to tell you of my two-year journey. <laughs> um, this message this morning was about being destined, designed, and just being fulfilled for your purpose. And two years ago, I joined a church that has cultivated and has nurtured and has just brought out everything about my life, about my purpose for my life. And it was, as I said, it was two years ago, a lady just speaking life into this church, just like we heard today, that was so beautiful. And that she was literally speaking about my story. And I just want to share and encourage any, any young person, any young female, if you're looking for a place to receive love, if you're looking for a place to receive nurturing, to receive guidance from so many ladies in this church, I'm looking at all of y'all that are just, you have showed me so much love. And I have to look back out at the choir. So much love. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there are people that their purpose is to find you and to love on you and just to help guide you and I've received that year Kate I'm still young just got married and I'm telling you the the support that you get out of this church the support and I, I'm just so thankful, so thankful, Cade, um, for everything that you've poured into me and everything that you continue to do. I, I just had to come up here and encourage someone, whoever's watching this out on online or that's in this church here today, this is a place where you're going to feel at home and your soul is going to get taken care of. Thank you. God bless you. We're going to ask Sister Cassie if she will stand. She's coming to us by Christian experience. That means you have been baptized. You have been a member of a church before. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to study with us? Are you willing to work with us? I shouldn't ask that question. You already been working. God bless you. Listen, we're gonna ask. We're gonna ask as you go, with Brother Campbell, that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. God bless you. All right. Wonderful time here today. What a message. 
Let's give our speaker a round of applause. Let's give her a Cade Chapel round of applause. Thank you for that message and thank you for the messenger. We will now have remarks by Sister Mary Coleman, Executive Director of Women's Auxiliary, General Missionary Baptist State Convention of Mississippi Incorporated, followed by remarks and presentations by our mission president, Sister Carolyn White, and final remarks and benediction by our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley. As we come to the close of this service, and as Sister Coleman come, it's been our pleasure to serve as your worship leaders today. We pray that this service has been all that it was desired to be for you, and hopefully you will now be defined, designed, and destined for God's purpose. Thank you. Baptist State Convention of Mississippi, the Women's Auxiliary. Thank you so much, Kay Chapel. Thank you so much for your support through the years. I would like to introduce Sister Arthurine Buckley, who is the president of Jackson District Women's Auxiliary. Stand up, Sister Buckley. And Minister Lorraine Bishop, who is one of the assistant directors of the Women's Auxiliary for the General Missionary Baptist State Convention. Thank you for being here. God is good, and we thank you so much. Continue to pray. I say to you as you go through this week, it's not our job to fix people, change people, or judge people. It is our job to love people. The rest is up to God. Where we packed food boxes for our for senior citizens. 
Saturday morning with an awe-inspiring prayer breakfast that truly provided us with spiritual and physical nourishment. This morning, we have had an enriching program that has moved us closer to our God. We have increased our knowledge of him as we listen to the message from our speaker, a young lady who received her foundation here in this church, Minister Angela Minifield Cooley. Minister Cooley reminded us that God calls ordinary people to fulfill his purpose right here on earth. We must be willing to stand outside of our comfort zone. We must stand and answer his call. Minister Cooley, will you join me, please? First, I would like to say welcome home. Thank you for sharing God's message with us. We have been spiritually edified through your message. This is a token from your forever church family to express our appreciation and show our appreciation and express our love for you. You are truly a beautiful reflection of God's love, and we are proud to call you our own. To all of those who served on committees, sang in the choir, served as ushers, or wherever you served, I extend a heartfelt thank you, and may God bless you abundantly. I must recognize the officers of this mission, giving special recognition to the Vice Presidents, Sister Terry Gray, Sister Frances Moody, and Sister Margaret Williams. Ladies, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. I truly appreciate it. Special thanks extended to you, Pastor Buckley, for your continuous encouragement and prayers. Thank you to each of you for sharing, worshiping with us today. And I want to thank our Heavenly Father for you. And as you leave here today, I pray that our Father will go with you and bless all that you do. God bless you, and thank you for sharing with us today. Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Anybody been blessed of the Lord this morning? Can we just give God some praise for this day? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's bless God for the woman of God this morning, blessing our hearts with God's word. Amen. What an awesome word, what an awesome word, what an awesome worship service this has been. I don't know about y'all, but there were several times I was just, good God. <laughs> it just got good all up in here. Amen. Thank God for the worship. Thank God for this choir. Can we bless God for this choir, this, this women's choir, who just lifted the roof of, pray, of praise and, and worship in this house. And we thank God for all of our music staff, all of you who labor so diligently to make sure that worship uh, happens in such a magnificent way. We thank God for all of your diligence and all of your efforts. To the president, President White, thank God for your service. Amen. You're doing an outstanding job. Doing an outstanding job. And we thank God for your leadership. To all of these women who share the diets with us on this, on this afternoon now, we thank you for all the parts that you play in making this a dynamic service. And to my first lady, 
Amen. To my first lady. Amen. Thank God for being my first lady. Amen. Amen. Woman of God, thank you so much for sharing God's word with us. You blessed us tremendously, and you're always welcome in this house. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and God keep you as our prayer. If all hearts and minds are clear, we're standing then for the benediction. Now, O oh God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this worship experience, for what we have received through your word, through this worship. We give you glory and praise. Thank you for the purpose that you've planted inside of each of us. Thank you, O oh God, for fashioning us with such intricate intentionality. God, we bless you and we thank you that you have fearfully and wonderfully made each of us, destined us for things beyond which we can imagine. Now, God, let us walk in your will and in your way as you hold our hand all the way. Now, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. And amen. God bless you. Go in peace.